0: Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools. Thank you for coming back. So today's episode is more DBT. We're going to talk a little more about chain analysis because it's important to understand how to break down um, the tool of chain analysis and understand your behaviors more so that you can apply the DBT skills and make those changes That you want to see in your life. So the chain analysis. um, I I briefly described it in a previous episode. You want to draw some circles across a piece of paper. And you're going to label each circle. And then you can drop a line down. And write your bulleted list under it. Or or you can just use a, a couple pages in your notebook. To really break it down so let's say something happens and either you do apply DBT skills or you don't apply DBT skills okay so an event occurs it could be um, it could be that your boss yelled at you and you reacted emotionally and you got yourself fired okay that would be a big event right so you would write your chain analysis and you would start with um, the target behavior. What did you do? What did you feel? Um, did you yell? Did you break things? Did you cry? Did you have a panic attack? Did you self-harm? Um, this is a an ineffective behavior that may be an impulsive behavior that is uh, just part of your, your common behaviors that you would use in a situation that is stressful. So the first chain is um, the prompting event. The first link in the chain is the prompting event. And you might write, I got fired. And then you'll do, you'll do a few uh, blank links in between. And then you'll do another link that says consequences. And then you'll do a few links after that. So the prompting event is that you got fired. Or the prompting event was that your boss yelled at you. The consequence was that you flipped out and you got yourself fired, okay? So you want to break it down step by step. What happened the morning that you got fired before you went to work? Maybe the night before you didn't get enough sleep so you woke up tired or maybe you got drunk the night before and you woke up with a really bad hangover but you knew you had to go to work. So maybe you showed up for work late and maybe on the way to work you hit every red light or maybe you were pulled over and got a ticket. Think about the vulnerability factors. That occurred before the event occurred. Where were you vulnerable? You didn't get enough sleep. You got pulled over. You hit every red light. Your check engine light came on. Maybe you had a fight with your significant other the night before. So you just kind of woke up in a crappy mood or tired or hungry or whatever the case may be. Look at your vulnerability factors and jot those down. And then the prompting event is, of course, you get to work and your boss walks up and says, You have been late every day for the past week. And I'm writing you up because you know you need to be here on time. There's no excuse. And you try to tell your boss why you're late. And they say, I don't want to hear it. It's your responsibility to get here on time. And I'm going to write you up. You need to correct this behavior. If you're late one more time, I'm, I'm going to fire you. And you start yelling at your boss. That is not fair. You have no idea what I went through last night. And you start crying and you start yelling at your boss. And you tell your boss, you know, you're so insensitive. You're You're a narcissist. I can't stand working here. It's like being in prison and your boss says, well, I release you from prison. You're fired. So that's your prompting event. Your boss yells at you. And in between that, in those blank links, right, you're assessing your vulnerability. You're um, looking at how you were feeling. You're looking at what you said and how you responded. And you're identifying any skillful behaviors, any DBT behaviors that you may have tried to use or the fact that you didn't use any at all. And then you want to look back at the vulnerabilities after the consequences. You want to... Those those blank circles. You want to look at um, how you could strengthen your vulnerability factors. Do you need to have a, a ritual every night for a better sleep routine? Do you need to drink less alcohol? Uh, do you need to resolve issues in your relationship so that it doesn't affect your work life and then you want to look at how you can make repairs, what are the solutions to some of these issues these vulnerability issues and what are the solutions to um, your ineffective behaviors so you're going to go back into those links and you're going to write, you know, you could apologize to your boss and beg him not to fire you 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 could um decide that you're going to get a new job and you're never going to act like that again that you've learned your lesson. Maybe maybe if the prompting event was, you know, a huge blowout argument with somebody you love, you would give them time because right now they're angry. So give them a little bit of time and then you apologize and work on repairing the relationship and Make sure you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes, not just thinking of yourself, you know, so when your boss is telling you you've been late way too many times and you can see that your boss is very frustrated with you. So put yourself in his shoes or her shoes and tell yourself, you know, if I had to run this place and I had employees who were always late, that would be frustrating because that means that productivity is not as good as it could be and the person's late and and you feel like you can't count on them so you're disappointed you're frustrated and imagine what it must feel like to be the boss and to have to write somebody up and and have to fire people that can't be easy to to know that you're taking away somebody's livelihood um so put yourself in your boss's shoes. And rewrite the situation, do a new chain analysis, rewrite it as if you had used a DBT skill. What DBT skill could you have used rather than, um, you know, basically playing the victim and blaming life itself for you being late all the time? Because in all honesty, you have to really confront yourself and say, you know, Had I done things a little differently, I wouldn't have been late. So not to beat yourself up, not by any means, but just to say, what can I do differently to change that? Because that is my fault and I have to take accountability for it. If it had, I not been late all the time, my boss wouldn't be frustrated with me and that event would have never taken place. Right? So that's where you get creative at the end of the chain analysis is to say, okay, Let's imagine it went differently and I used the accept skill or I used uh, radical acceptance or I used dear man the dear man scale skill sorry scale. <laughs> so that's that's a deeper look into chain analysis. And I want to go over some more uh skills as well in this episode. Um I've done the trainings, the Lane Peterson DBT trainings, and I've also done the Marsha Luhan DBT trainings. So I'm kind of pulling from both. They are very similar. There's just a few small differences. Um, So this deck of cards, DBT skills cards that I have, is by Lane Peterson. It's based off of his training. And this deck of cards is available on Amazon. And if you really want to dive into DBT and use it to make changes, I highly recommend this deck of cards. I wish I could give you some sort of a discount code, but um, they're they're not sponsoring my podcast, and I can't I can't really uh, give you a discount code. But um, I think they were around twenty bucks or less, and um, they are on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and type in the DBT deck for clients and therapists, it'll pull up an image of a purple and purpley-blue color uh, deck of cards. And it says 101 Mindful Practices to Manage Distress, Regulate Emotions, and Build Better Relationships. So I'm going to share a couple of those cards with you. Now that we've talked about chain analysis... Because you're going to need all the skills you can get to apply them to a chain analysis of behavior. So let's take a really quick break and I will be right back. All right, so using diary cards, we've covered that. Diary cards are like little miniature journals and you can use them to track how you're feeling Your urge levels for harmful behaviors, and that includes drinking, exploding emotionally and ruining relationships. Anything that is harmful to you. Using drugs, um, suicidal ideations, anything that's harmful to you. And your skill use. So fill out your diary cards every day and you'll find increased awareness as well as greater responsibility for using your skills. And um, diary cards can be found for free online as well, and I do have copies of those um, with examples if you would like that for inspiration. And also, diary cards and the chain analysis, they both help you to figure out your own patterns of misbehavior. They help you understand why you're behaving the way you are and why it isn't working, and... It helps you to brainstorm new ways of applying these DBT skills. So um, tip number two on here is schedule your skill use. Many people start with great intentions for doing the DBT skills behaviors but they They really lack the follow through and that's very common. You know, you might say you're going to start going to the gym and you get a gym membership and the first couple weeks you're good about it. You're very self-disciplined and then you start to slack off and go back into old behaviors. So as with any change, it's hard, it's difficult, but you really have to stay on top of it. Um, The trick is to schedule time to practice these skills when you carve out time for skills practice in your schedule, you'll find that you greatly increase your skillful behaviors. So write, write down, schedule it, set an alarm on your phone, make sure that you're practicing these DBT skills every day. Even if you have to create a scenario and apply them to that scenario, get yourself in the habit of thinking in DBT skill sets. Tip 3 is to learn to reward yourself. You know, oftentimes when we're making changes, we minimize those changes on a day-to-day basis because we want immediate gratification. We want we want to see changes right away, and you need to think about it the way you might think about wanting six-pack abs. You know, if if you don't have anything resembling a six-pack ab and that's your desired result. If you do a 100 sit-ups this morning, you're not going to wake up tomorrow with six-pack abs. You have to keep at it. You have to practice every day and continue using the skills to see the results later on. So this might be uh, rewarding yourself might mean going to a coffee shop putting a little money in your bank account to get something that you want, or just taking special self-care time for yourself to listen to your favorite music, go to a blues club, go uh, dancing, go for a nice hike in nature. Anything that hits those reward centers for you that is healthy, make sure you're rewarding yourself for every little step of this process. Practice rewarding yourself often. It keeps your motivation high and it keeps a positive attitude for yourself for doing what's best for you. All right, discover what motivates you. If you can figure out the reasons why, then following through on how becomes way easier. So maybe you wanna get a pet or go to college or live more independently or just be a great parent. Whatever you want, whatever is important to you, whatever you value, write it down and review it often. Because this is why you're practicing DBT skills. Because of all the things that matter to you, all the things that make you wanna change and be a better version of you. Maybe it's your child, maybe it's a vacation you're planning to take, whatever it is, whatever motivates you. Keep your eye on the prize. Crowd out problem behaviors. So this is a great strategy for overcoming those problem behaviors. Um, You resolve to practice so many skillful behaviors each day that you literally crowd out the room to engage in harmful behaviors. And as you fill your day with skills, practices, in time, you'll also find that your needs become better met by skillful behaviors. And the last tip on here is to stick with it. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines a skill as the ability to do something that comes from training, experience, or practice. Being skillful is not automatic, so do not be discouraged if it takes time. Stick with it and the benefits that come from your skills will be self-reinforcing in time and they will become second nature to you and it will be automatic down the road if you practice, practice, practice now. Think about when you, uh, all the all the movies with the famous taglines, how many times have we seen a movie like that and we walk around repeating that tagline over and over, almost like we have Tourette Syndrome, you know? Somebody walks up and says hey, what are you doing? You want to go dancing? And you just saw Austin Powers and you you put your head down and look up with your eyes and grin and say, oh, behave. You know? um, At first, we didn't talk like that. Then we saw the movie and we found it amusing and we would wait for the right moment to use one of those taglines because it was funny. And then it just became second nature to say it all the time. So DBT skills, whatever you're trying to learn. Um... They'll stick in a, in a similar way. So you just have to practice, practice, practice. Okay, a refresher real quick. Ground yourself. Ground yourself. Sometimes stress checks us out of the moment. We might detach. So if you're feeling unreal or you're drifting out of the moment, observe and describe who and what is around you. The more detail, no matter how small, the better. Work your senses. Name what you see, hear, smell, touch, right here, right now, in the moment. Breathe slowly and deeply, saying the word here to yourself as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, you say now. So you breathe in here. Breathe out now. Get up and move your body mindfully, noticing the connection between how your body moves and the physical environment. Notice how your feet touch the floor. Notice how your butt feels when you stand up out of that chair. Notice how the breeze touches your face if you're taking a walk. Get yourself moving. Alright, stress tolerance guidelines. Practice your DBT skills every day, even when you're not having any stress. Fortunately, these skills tend to be enjoyable to do, so it doesn't feel like it's work. Continue to diversify your skills. Try every skill more than once. You never know which one is going to become your go-to skill. Everybody's different. For some people, the deep breathing is all they need, and they can totally calm themselves down in the moment and get rid of the racing thoughts and function perfectly. And for some people, the breathing is just not enough. They need to do some cognitive work. They need to really shut down those thoughts and it takes mindfulness and reframing and distraction and all of these different things. And remember to ride the wave, the urge surfing, when you have an urge to explode, when you have an urge to throw a wine glass at somebody's feet because they're just gaslighting you, when you have the urge to tell your boss to take his job and shove it, when you have the urge to self-harm, when you have the urge to use drugs or alcohol, Ride the wave of the urge until the urge passes. Don't give in to the, to the ineffective behaviors and unhealthy coping. <coughs> Willingness. Most of the time, life doesn't follow our preferences. To be willing, you must practice openness and flexibility. Be creative. Put your ego and the need to be right on the back burner where there's willingness there's always a way bridge burning is when you remove the means of acting on a harmful behavior so it's a little different than burning bridges with people we all know what that's like you you screw up you screw up really badly and or or you just don't appreciate that person or you cut them out of your life completely and you've burnt that bridge and it's done this type of bridge burning is a little different. This is removing the means of acting on a harmful behavior. So, if you are a self-harmer, you want to get rid of razor blades and sharp things. Stay away from sharp objects because you know if you get upset, you're going to grab one and harm yourself. If you're a drug, if you're if you're fighting drug addiction, okay? You want to make sure you don't have drugs ...in your house or or no drugs available to you. Make sure you keep an eye on yourself. Take care of yourself that way. Because without the means, you have more opportunities to use the DBT skills. If you overeat, get unhealthy foods out of your house. If you're using drugs, get rid of them. Get rid of all drug paraphernalia. If you're an alcoholic, get rid of all the booze and the wine glasses and all that stuff. Put it away. Get it out of your house. Stay away from people who drink constantly. If you smoke cigarettes and you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, get rid of your ashtrays and your lighters and stay away from your friends who smoke so that you can get over that addiction using skills. Think of a harmful behavior you want to give up and take those bridge-burning steps right away. All right, you've heard me say this a million times. Radical acceptance Philosopher and psychologist William James says the first step in overcoming any misfortune is to allow it to just be. Acceptance is not saying what happened is okay, and acceptance is not giving up and not giving in. Acceptance is acknowledging reality so that you can adjust your psychological and emotional resources to move forward and heal. So radical acceptance... Everyday acceptance. We get needlessly upset at everyday inconveniences, hassles, and minor problems. It's all small stuff. They say don't sweat the small stuff. And this is this is basically what this card is saying. So the next time you face something that's kind of small, just tell yourself, this is what life is like. It's not always perfect. Things don't always go as planned. Let's choose our battles. We're not going to freak out. It is what it is. And notice the difference it makes in your life. And stop complaining. Stop complaining that your office doesn't supply you enough post-its or (laughs) small things like that. Just let it go. Let it go. It's not worth uh, freaking out over. Okay, so that's it for now. I just really wanted to help you get more detail on the chain analysis. So step one in the chain is describing the problem behavior. Step two is describing the prompting event. Step three is describing the factors happening before the event that made you vulnerable to starting down the chain of events toward the problem behavior. Step four is describing in excruciating detail the chain of events that led to the problem behavior. Step five is describing the consequences of that problem behavior. And then you're working on the links in the chain to change the behavior. So step six is being skillful. Skillful behaviors that can replace the problem links in your chain of events. Step seven. Develop prevention plans to reduce vulnerability to your stressful events. And step eight is to repair important or significant consequences of the problem behavior. That's where your apologies come in. And uh, trying to find a way to make up for what you've done. Um, And if you can't fix it, you apologize and move on and vow to not do that again. Okay? So I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you have any more questions and we will jump into some more skills in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a fantastic day because you are worth it. Rock on mental health rock stars. Have a great day.